beware of the dangerous doctor internet. Everything that you find on the internet should be taken as a source of material, but not the exclusive source of material. Uh, sort of like uh, being tipped to a news story. A journalist is going to check that tip and not just take it at face value. Life isn't about hiding from the storm. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Everyone has a story to tell, and we invite you to join us for the Multiple Sclerosis Diagnosis Journey podcast and listen to these unique stories. Greetings, and welcome to the MS Diagnosis Journey podcast. I'm your host, Laura Kolaskowski, and today I welcome a very special guest, Ed Tobias. Hi, Ed. Hi, Laura. Good to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you could join us and share your story, because I think our listeners are going to find a lot of what you have to say very fascinating. Can you begin by sharing with us a little bit about what your initial symptoms are and what sent you looking for answers to your problems? Sure. My wife actually diagnosed me before anyone else did. Uh, she was uh, a physical therapist at a Washington, D.C. hospital at the time. Uh, and one day she accidentally tapped my foot uh, on the underside of it. And the, the foot sort of suddenly vibrated, uh, uh, not something it would naturally do. And she said, hmm, that's a, a little strange. And then uh, we used to ski uh, quite a bit. Uh, and I always would get tired before everyone else. My legs would give out. Um, and she thought I was just sort of copping out and wanted to get back to the lodge and have a Bloody Mary. But in fact, my legs were tired, and she thought that was kind of strange. And then um, one day, uh, I was driving in Washington, D.C., and went through a red light uh, because I didn't see the light. All of a sudden, I had lost peripheral vision as I was driving, and the light was off to my right, and it was just out of, out of sight. Uh, and that uh, was a little unusual. And all of these things wound up um, sending me into the hospital where she worked for an exam. And when the, uh, the doctor who was examining me tapped my left kneecap to test uh, my reflexes, uh, my leg and foot just shot out straight, kicked her right in the stomach. And uh, at that point, uh, I was in for a good deal more testing because something obviously uh, was not right there. Now, we're talking about uh, 1979-ish. Uh, and back uh, in those days, MRIs were just coming into being. They were rarely used, uh, and you had to reserve them uh, days in advance uh, for any kind of diagnostic test. So I, an MRI was not included in my initial ex examination, uh, but an evoked potential test, actually a couple of them uh, were, there was an eye test, I don't even remember the name of it. There were lumbar punctures, which all of which indicated MS, but the um, the tail was finally pinned on the illness when I took a hot tub soaking test. Uh, back in the day, that was the, the key to MS. If you soaked in a, in a hot bath or a hot tub for a period of time, 
and you came out of it and your legs were rubber, uh, then MS was the diagnosis. And I came out of it and my legs were rubber and MS was the diagnosis. And that was uh, the summer of 1980. You know, Ed, I've heard about this hot tub test for years now, ever since I was diagnosed with MS. But I got to say, you are the first person I've actually talked to who used that as part of their official diagnosis. It seems rather barbaric to me to do a test that could cause an exacerbation of symptoms. And uh, yeah, I find it fascinating they did that test with you. It it didn't dawn on me at the time. Uh, You're probably right. Uh, It was better than being stuck with uh, the pins for one of the evoked potential tests. I'll tell you that. But I'm also probably the last person uh, who will tell you they had the hot tub uh, because I don't think they used it much uh, after uh, MRI came into being. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. So, well, at this point, did you know anything about multiple sclerosis or know anyone who had MS? No, I knew uh, nothing about it. Um, Laura, my wife, uh, as a PT, knew a good deal about it. I don't remember her uh, sharing much with me about it. Uh, I think probably because she was more worried than I was about it. To me, it was just, well, whatever it is, uh, we'll deal with it. I can I can remember when my neurologist uh, gave me the diagnosis, the only question that I remember asking him was, uh, is this going to shorten my life at all? And um, the answer was, and it's much the same as uh, it is today, which astounds me that 40 years later, uh, it's the same, but the answer was maybe about uh, seven years. And I thought to myself, well, seven years, I was 32 years old at the time. I can handle seven years. So I'll just go on with my life and uh, and did. Yeah. And, and it, I'm like you. I'm surprised that that seven-year window has not changed for mortality versus our peers who are supposedly healthy. I think that's a, that's a really shocking number that it hasn't shifted ever all these years. Yeah, I just looked at it again for something uh, that I just wrote. And uh, the latest that I saw uh, as of a week ago uh, was 5 to 10. Well, 7 is smack in the middle of that, smack in the middle. <laughs> so, yep, hasn't changed. Gonna say that sounds like 7 years to me yeah. if I'm going to yeah. average 5 and 10. So, so. When you heard this diagnosis at MS, did you feel confident in what the doctors were telling you? Or did you feel like, hey, you might have had this wrong and there's something else going on? I felt very confident. My neurologist was the chief uh, neurologist um, at the hospital where my wife worked. So I was getting um, the best care possible. And over the years, I've been very fortunate. I've only had uh, with a very, with the exception of a very short stretch of time, two neurologists uh, over the past 40 years, uh, both of whom I've had extreme confidence in, uh, in terms of uh, diagnosis, in terms of uh, treatment, in terms of sharing uh, this journey with them, particularly the the neuro who I've had uh, for the past. 20 years plus now, I guess, we are really companions in this journey. 
And I'm so fortunate in having that. The other thing you seem to be fortunate with is that your wife had, was well connected within the medical system early on to be able to get you all the attention you needed, which not everyone is so fortunate. No, that that's true. Uh, I'm extremely fortunate in been able to locate uh, the best care possible and to afford that care and then to be able to travel to that care. There was a period of time when I traveled three hours each way to continue seeing the same neurologist after I moved. And there are people who have a problem uh, just getting on a bus or finding any way to get to a neurologist. So yes, uh, every day that I am involved with multiple sclerosis, uh, I'm thankful for um, having the ability to have had the care that I had. Oh, I hear you with that because I get to travel to see my neuro too. And that's by choice because I wouldn't have any other person treating me than I do have. I'm just wondering, is there anything that you might share to people who are on their own diagnosis journey, who are looking for answers to unexplained symptoms? Because I know you've written a book on this as well. So perhaps you have some sage guidance that you can share with our listeners. I don't know how sage it is. Uh, I would say beware of the dangerous doctor internet because you can find some good information there, especially in the uh, patient support groups that are related to specific medications that are uh, being used. Uh, but you can also find a lot of negativity there. Uh, you can find uh, being uh, exposed to uh, people who are really down in the dumps about their disease. Uh, and so everything that you find on the internet uh, should be taken as a source of material, but not the exclusive source of material. Uh, sort of like uh, being tipped to a news story. A journalist is going to check that tip and not just say, oh, uh, because uh, uh, someone has given me a tip that something has happened, uh, to take it at, uh, at face value. Uh, the other thing is that I've tried to live by the philosophy that life isn't about hiding from the storm. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And so when it came to time for me to use a cane, I was reluctant. But I'm glad that I started to use a cane, and my wife made sure that I had a nicely carved wooden cane so that I would look good with it, and that helped. When it came time to uh, to use a scooter, uh, I was reluctant, but I'm glad that I was talked into it because it makes life so much easier for me. Uh, and it's just recently, and remember, this is having lived with this illness for uh, more than 40 years now. It's only within the past year or two that I've really begun to accept help. If I'm lifting my scooter into the car and somebody says to me, can I help you, sir? Uh, I would always say, no, 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 I've got it taken care of. Uh, today, I will say, if I'm tired, I'd love to have the help. And that's a big difference in my life. So if someone who is new to the disease can understand that it's a progression, uh, that uh, rather than fighting it, you want to find ways of living with it. Um, 
I think uh, that uh, it would be very useful for them to know. Well, to my listeners, there's so much to unpack there in that last bit of advice from Ed. And I hope you'll really take the time to think about what he said about beware of the doctors on the Internet. Be sure that you don't necessarily get all your information from people with MS who are already depressed and down the dumps about it. And be like that newspaper reporter and investigate. Follow the tips. But most of all, I love don't hide from the storm, but learn to dance in the rain and embrace the changes as they come. So, Ed, I'd like to really thank you for taking the time and sharing these details. It's uh, been my pleasure to share uh, that sort of a mission that I have between uh, my book, The Multiple Sclerosis Toolbox, and writing for Multiple Sclerosis News today. I, I try and take my uh, disease and turn it around and uh, use it to help other people because uh, you can dance in the rain with MS. Thanks a lot, Ed. My pleasure. <laughs>